The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome. This is Bleacher Blums, a sports podcast for baseball fans. Now here's David Tuttle and Astros master of banter, Blummer. Guess who's back? Shady's back. What up, Tuttle? Hey, it is the Bleachers. I am Jeff Blum, 14-year Major League veteran. And yes, we will talk about it. I can talk about it. I am now, again, the current color analyst for the Houston Astros. My good buddy, David Tuttle, if you're watching us on YouTube, Bleacher Blum's on YouTube, you're going to see that uh, Tuttle has a similar background as I did about two weeks ago, he is up in Montana. He's enjoying the cabin life. He's already given us, given us a shot out the window. The snow is out there. It's incredibly quiet. And Tuttle is having a great time in Montana. I'm going to bring him in. David Tuttle, what's going on with you, man? Everything good with you? Yeah, everything's great. It's uh, good to hear the news from uh, Houston that you are now the current color analyst <laughs> for the uh, Houston Astros, which you know I think... As fans and friends, it's kind of like we expected that, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't always. It's not always. It's not always as smooth as maybe you'd like. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. Uh, super quiet out here. I didn't realize you had the same. I guess I did realize you had a similar experience. But man, it's so it's so quiet. My wife had pointed out. She's like, it would be fun to kind of live a week, not just vacationing, but live a week doing other things, right? Like quantum leap style, like. For a week, Ooh. you're going to bale hay and feed the horses next door out here on the property. And for a week, you're going to, you know, hunt your own food and, you know, bring it down. And, you know, city I, I don't slickers. Know, just, yeah, city slickers. It would be cool, man. So anyway, yeah, doing great up here. It's nice to uh, decompress and then uh, hear the good news about you. But, uh, yeah. you know, not a whole lot on the baseball front either. So, no, it's been kind of boring. Uh, have you seen any of the Duttons? Since being in Montana, that's probably the, <laughs> the biggest Duttons. question. I mean, everybody, because I'm sure that Yellowstone, the Yellow, the TV series Yellowstone, I'm sure it is an exact, precise <laughs> description and depiction of Montana life. <laughs> you know what's funny? I mean, obviously, yes, there's tongue in cheek there, but uh, we do go out to Yellowstone. We're going to head out um, the next day or two out to Yellowstone. But Yellowstone, we've come up here during spring break. And they open mm-hmm. one of the entrances to Yellowstone. There's two big oh, wow. main entrances to Yellowstone. In the winter, they close both of them. And I think they you used to be able to snowmobile in. Right now, you can only get a um, guided tour on a snowmobile uh, to get into Yellowstone. So I think the Duttons are all like hibernating for the for the <laughs> winter. Down. Yeah, but it, but 
there's a magazine here. I didn't even know. I mean, you, you've talked about the Houston rodeo. We'll tie this in. It's called yeah. Cowboys and Indians. Like Kurt Russell's on the cover. Oh, and no I mean, Cowboys and Indians, like that doesn't even sound politically correct anymore. I'm say, can you say that nowadays? <laughs> hey, and it comes out and they have a, they have an article on Quigley down under, remember Tom Selleck? Like <laughs> anyway, but it's all Western stuff, but it's all Western. And I'm like, man, yeah. this is just such a different um, style. And I think it, I, I, the reason I brought it up is it goes right back to what you said about the Duttons. Like there is money out here in Montana and, you know, Yellowstone area and, and, you know, but it's, you know, you, it's a different kind of, the money gets, you know, it's not like Newport. It's not like Rolls Royces and Bentleys. It's, you know, you still drive a, a truck, but you know, yeah, it's number of cattle and you own a thousand acres or 1500 acres. And anyway, you got to wear a Serape and a big cowboy hat to, uh, you know, to fit in. But, uh, but yeah, it's such an, it's a different lifestyle, but that, you know, not even tongue in cheek. It's it's really cool. The wildlife out here. We were driving home last night, and there's deer all over the place, and elk, and uh, you know, it's just it's just such a cool. Uh, it's just a it different cool. vibe, right? Oh man, yeah. Well, I mean, and full disclosure, since being here in Texas and then watching, you know, Yellowstone, I'm like, dude, man, my cowboy boots fit a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I can pull that off a little bit easier. But no, it, it's cool, and it, you know what, I. Park City was awesome, but it wasn't to the extent like you're like you're in yeah. the wilderness where you're at. Yeah. You're like there, yeah. you're you're not necessarily forced into it, but you're going up there to get that experience. You know what I mean? And that's what's right. kind of cool about it. And it's amazing how it's you know when you said it's so quiet out here. As a parent, you know, as a kid, you don't recognize noise or silence. You just it's constant chaos. It's constant <laughs> uh, reverberations in the house. But as a parent, the recognition of silence is what's amazing to me. Because it can be, you know, early on it was when you're in the house and you're kind of sipping your coffee in, in the you know mid-morning and you're going, wait a minute, I don't hear anything. What's going on? And all of a sudden, you know, the kids are like painting on the walls or something like that or getting into the, you know, opened up the lotion jar and just like lathered up, you know, <laughs> about an inch thick of lotion. You're like, what the hell's going on? But then you get up there and you can actually like uh, be absorbed by the silence. And that's what's kind of cool, I think. And you definitely... You can feed off that a little bit, I think, which is kind of cool because my wife and I found ourselves just sitting on the couch, staring out a window, not even on our phones, reading a book. And you're like, oh, this feels so good, man. I started a book. I haven't read a hardcover book in, gosh, I mean, baby? even at the beach, it's it's kind of crazy because the waves are crashing and there's just more family there. But uh, yeah, we started a book and I agree with you and it's awesome. It's really, it's just yeah. a great experience. So why don't we transition into speaking of awesome yeah. experiences to not so awesome experiences. And I started to tell our producer, Mark, this, I'm watching Monday Night Football the other night after hiking. We had arrived late. We had an interesting journey to get up here to Montana and kind of finishing up this crazy, crazy sports week of, you know, I finished my fantasy football. I did come in second. Yeah. The excitement um, that's leading up to this whole thing. I, yeah, yeah. And then man. we had the, right. The Rose bowl. The and I mean, you know, yeah, the yeah. matchups and all that stuff and Monday night football is the capper. And we're in there uh, watching Monday night football with the volume down. It's a loud kind of brewery restaurant here in, um, in Bozeman. And, you know, I look up and they kind of show a highlight of obviously um, DeMar Hamlin uh, collapsing and then they go to commercial and then they show like the people on the field and then they go to commercial. And then I just keep looking up at the TV and I don't really have any recollection or any sort of context, right, for what's going on. We've seen football mm -hmm. injuries before. Um, head injuries, obviously, are the thing that are most common. 
And, um, you know, come to find out, you knew it was serious. You're watching, you know, high-level football players with tears coming down their face. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, so I, w- I was wondering if you were actually watching the game at the time. The other thing I wanted to compare it to was the uh, the Christian Eriksen scene in the Euro Cup for Denmark, who is now playing again. I heard about this. I didn't see oh. it, but I've heard about this. Go oh, ahead and I, explain it. This no, is crazy. I, I watched it. So the same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is like um, anyway. We can cover these injuries. I there was a guy. No, named it's good Tuttle. to talk about. Go for it, yeah, man. A guy named Tuttle back in the eighties was. Um, I don't remember his name, 80, late 70s, no, 80s, um, who was a hockey player, and he got flipped up. Um, and I, I, want, I can't remember the goalie, not, not Ron Tugnut or something, but the goalie, the defender skate hit the goalie right in the neck, right in the That's carotid. Right. I don't know if you, if yeah, I don't I've know if you remember that. that. I don't remember, yeah. See, I remember watching that. They said if that, um, the paramedics and the EMTs were, you know how the Zamboni works? There's two entrances on the ice. Oh, yeah. There's kind of one. There's one at each end, but they're offset like this, right? So you have one mm-hmm. here and one here. If the paramedics caddy corner the, or whatever they call it, exactly yeah. caddy corner. The paramedics were at one end of the ice. They were at the end where the goalie was. If they were at the other end of the ice, the guy would not have made it. Seriously, um, it's dead serious. Because you 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 bleed out. But, I mean, but this has his, a lot to do with what happened to Demar Hamlin. Also, this absolutely. is incredible. Yeah, no, that's why these you you know we mentioned these three major injuries I can remember. So then yeah. you trend. All right, so the paramedics were down there. That guy ended up surviving. I mean, they got on the ice right away. There was blood everywhere. I mean, it was this was before they used to you know, not show the streaker on the TV, right? They would show the guy and they realized it was publicized. I mean, there was blood on the ice and they were, the camera guy was right in there showing all the blood that had, you know, this, you know, had come out of (laughs) the sky. It was, no, it was gnarly. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. So I remember the, the skate cutting the guy's neck, the goalie's neck in the NHL. Then just last year, two years ago, the Euro Mm -hmm. cup, um, uh, Denmark's captain, Christian Eriksen was on the side of the field and he collapsed and you think, oh yeah, he was injured. They got people out there right away. And again, the same kind of thing we saw the other night, you could see the tears and the, the exasperation and the desperation from the players on the field. Um, the captain recognized, I'm sorry, not the captain, Eriksen's a captain. One of the players recognized that this was serious distress and started CPR. The trainers got CPR and then the doctors were down in the field, probably all within 30 seconds to two minutes. Damn. And I don't know. So again, this relates to the DeMar Hamlin thing, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. you're watching this and it's harrowing because this is not what you expect to see with young athletes. Again, a broken leg or a knee, you know, things like that where, you know, Joe Theismann, remember that, and it was terrible. But yeah. you don't expect it to be life-threatening. You expect it to be pretty serious and severe, but, you know, it's part of the uh, the risk associated with it. So anyway, so now we fast-forward to DeMar Hamlin. They've said that the guys got to him right away. They revived him twice. Uh, it looks like he's recovering. You know, you're still in intensive care and critical I, intensive He's care in and intensive critical care unit. Yeah. Yeah. Those He's are the critical condition. Yeah. Condition. That's the word I was looking for. So anyway, so that's my, those are the three incidents I remember. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've been on the field with anything like that or yeah, I was gonna recall ask anything that. like that. Yeah. So, you know, no, that was one of the things, you know, it, it, but both of us being professional athletes and of course, you know, we're all working to get to that elite level. And, uh, 
you know, it, it struck me because I didn't see it. I was out to dinner with the family, got back, and I, you know, I had a couple of guys going. I had uh, Gabe Davis for the Buffalo Bills going. I had Jamar Chase going for the Cincinnati Bengals. And like you said, you know, this is championship week in fantasy football. We just got done with all of the college football fanfare with some of the playoff games. There was a ton of excitement and momentum moving in football. And then you get to this great marquee matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the excitement is there, and I, I go to turn on the TV, and but my Twitter feed's going nuts, and I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" And it says Demar Hamlin's, you know, uh, it carted off in a, in an ambulance, and immediately, like you just said, you know, a broken leg, uh, you know, torn muscle, a concussion, you know, uh, precautionary, and it turns out to be something so much more catastrophic. And you know, when I say catastrophic on a major league sports field. I think what you just said, I think broken leg, I think season ending, I think, you know, an extensive recovery, a Tommy John, a concussion or, or something like that, where they're going to be able to come back. I don't think life-threatening. And it's just amazing to me that football plays this game where it is a legitimate car wreck every single weekend. Uh, you know, and that's, what's amazing to me. And these guys put their bodies out there. They understand the risk, but I don't think, you know, life or death is, is, is life changing. And when you witness it firsthand, I can't imagine some of the, uh, some of the psychological issues it's going to create for some of those guys that actually witnessed that on the field. I don't know if you feel the same way and, uh, you being a pitcher, I remember Billy Wagner taking a line drive off the skull in Arizona off the bat of Kelly Stinnett. I remember in 2002 or three, I was with the Astros. Brian Hunter hit a ball at Dodger Stadium that ricocheted off the pitcher's head, almost went to the backstop. Uh, and I remember also Jeff Jenkins was a guy that slid into third base as I went to tag him. So I was, you know, what, about two feet away from him. And I legit watched his ankle snap and right. dislocate right in front of my eyes. And I, I literally almost puked, but those are things that you're mentally prepared for in the sense that injuries are going to happen because you're playing at this level and you have, you have that many elite athletes moving at that rate of speed. There's going to be damage, but to watch somebody, somebody's heart stop on the field is unbelievable to me or have a carotid artery cut. Those that's when the reality of this shouldn't be happening on our field. And I don't know if you've seen anything. That's just a couple of examples for me, but the reality of the reality it put for me was, is all of a sudden my fantasy football team wasn't my fantasy football team. It was a group of friends. You know, it was like, it was a guy, it was a dad. It was a, it was a son. It's a, it's a brother. You know, that's what I was like. Holy crap. I go, this is somebody is counting on this guy. And now he is, you know, flat on his back trying to fight for his life. I just, and we always say it on this podcast at the end and we'll say it again. EMTs, doctors, nurses. I think I read an article that said there's 30, 30 emergency personnel on the sidelines in the NFL, and thank God for them. Yeah, and you know it's funny. You kind of, I you see them on TV often, and they're giggling and eating a hot dog over on the sideline, kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know we got the best seat in the house, right? Even law enforcement, you know. And now we realize mm-hmm. that you know this is just like sports, like baseball, where you're kind of you're on deck. So you're relaxed and you're trying to visualize success. And then yeah. when you're called up, you know, you're, you're, up, you're in the box, like time to go. And I think that <laughs> that's on. the same. No, I mean, really, if you're it good is. at your job and you're a professional, you know, you're hanging out on the sideline five games in a row with nothing to do. And that's what the way you want it. But when something happens, can you be, you know, can you be uh, on your game and called into action? And I do think, um, you know, they certainly deserve kudos and 
we do thank them and, you know, support them every podcast. And, you know, we forget, you know, we all get a little numb yeah. to the fact that, you know, you see them on the side, like, look, oh, that's a nice free ticket. I'd like a, you know, free ticket <laughs> to that game. Or, you know, when you watch a concert on TV and the security guys are right in the pit there, they're mm-hmm. facing the wrong way, but, you know, they get to, <laughs> they get to hear, you know, the music right there every night, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it is, uh, it is, uh, kudos to them and pretty miraculous that uh, DeMar Hamlin is alive and, you know, hopefully recovering. Uh, another one that came to mind when you were talking about Jeff Jenkins was, uh, you know, being a Giants fan was Dave Dravecki. Yeah, um, that happened Dave, in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if you were there at the time, but Dave Dravecki. And that was, you know, you think when you throw, you're like, oh, my elbow or something snapped and his humerus snapped. And obviously he lost his arm after that. I mean, there were things that they couldn't even do. Um to help him, right? I mean, yeah. like that 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 is a freak injury, but that is more so to your point. I mean, he ended up losing his arm uh because mm-hmm. of that injury. That was um, an incredible you know, story. Yeah. So I I mean, and I think maybe let's a little perspective is the amount of games we watch, and as you said, the energy we had around this week where, you know, it's New Year's week and we had the playoff games and the NFL, you know, championship week for fantasy, but also for playoff seating. Um you know, there are so many games, so many things going on. The fact that we can only come up with about, you know, 10 incidents probably that are this catastrophic mm-hmm. or this serious is a good thing. But, um, yeah. but you know, obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Tamar Hamlin and uh, wish him a speedy recovery. And that would be, like you said, just to live a normal life, whether he plays football again, to yeah. your point, is irrelevant, I think. Yeah, I did read a report this morning that just came out. I, I don't know if you're the same way, but I keep checking just for updates on them because I want I want this to be I want this to be a powerful story of of recovery. And uh, apparently, he opened his eyes last night. Apparently, he grabbed a family member's hand. So things are trending in the right direction. And yep. those are just reports I've seen, yep. you know, from various uh, outlets on on the news. But uh, you know, you well, put things in perspective. Go ahead. I was just going to say the power of positivity. So DeMar Hamlin, uh, he's 22 years old, uh, played at University of Pittsburgh. He has an annual toy drive, and he sets his goal for, I think, uh, Mm $2,500 for his toy drive. I think after yesterday, it was at $6 million. He'd raised $6 million. So if you start thinking about the power of the support of people when you're doing the right things or, you know, something like this happens. I mean, people are pretty impressive to support a, you know, a a foundation that they don't know a lot about, but he went from 2,500 to his goal to 6 million. And as you said, if he's, uh, if he ends up coming out of this and living a normal life, I mean, maybe he becomes a, you know, a fundraiser and a, and a, and a voice for, for the good. Yeah. You know, what's crazy to me. And I thought about this, uh, Went with it, probably because I did see what you were talking about with the the fundraising and the GoFundMe or whatever it was is, and then I started to see some more like bios on and on uh, Demar Hamlin. Some of the interviews he's done, the way he hugged his mom before the game. I'm sitting there going, dude, this guy's he is a real he's a good dude. Why does it take something like this for us to realize how good these guys are? You yes. know, I wish I wish that we would you know we would. Uh, humanize these guys a little bit more and maybe respect. I know it takes a lot of effort to dig and understand and maybe our local teams that we, we pay a little bit more attention because they're, they're closer to us, but, uh, what an amazing, he's, he's, he seems like an amazing human and that's just a testament to it too, that people recognize that and, uh, good for them for, you know, reaching out and continuing the charitable. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, so let's transition. You talked about your local teams. Why don't we, um, you talked about good guys before as well. So Carlos Correa is a guy who you liked, um, especially when we, and when we bring the scandal up every time, Mm -hmm. but the way he stepped up. So, um, we've touched on him the last few podcasts. There's not a whole lot going on in the baseball world, but, uh, you know, maybe your ears a little closer to the, uh, Carlos Correa ground or the, 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 the voices in the trees or whatever they use, the divining rod <laughs> to figure out what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, he had agreed to a contract with the Giants and there was a medical issue. Uh, the Mets jumped in there and said, all right, well, we'll raise your medical issue and we'll sign him anyway. And then they went, <laughs> oh no, the medical issue is a real issue. And now he's uh, flapping in the breeze. I mean, what what have you heard about <laughs> Carlos Correa? I mean, this good guy and uh, an anchor to a franchise or a cornerstone, I think we've discussed. Like, where mm-hmm. is he going to end up or what's going to happen Dude, with him? I have no idea. You know, uh, I think it was Ken Rosenthal that had that article or at least a tweet that said, you know, the, the Mets are still investigating all of the medical issues and still in contact with Scott Boris and, and Carlos Correa, but the contract's going to look drastically different. I mean, if you would have just said it's going to look different, we would have been like, yeah, okay, there'd be an incentive clause here. There'd be, uh, you know, uh, some kind of medical protection or provision put in there, but drastically different, drastically different says, okay, you're cutting the contract in half. You know, that, that seems like a drastic move for me, but, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's it, the, 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 mis- the mystery around this contract and, and some of these conversations is mind boggling to me. I know some things have leaked out, but the fact that it transitions so quickly from the giants to the Mets, and then he's going to play third base. And, and then all of a sudden the medicals came back and Steve Cohen's popping off saying, we found our final piece. This is the guy. And they agree, you know, we're going to sign him. And then they don't sign him. I mean, I can't imagine what's going on behind the scenes with Boris going, look, you agreed to this. You said it wasn't that big a deal. And now you're going to listen to the medicals. So I, I wish I knew and I don't. But uh, the the money is going to be substantial. But I would imagine that maybe if they've if there's a if there's a limitation on that leg that they're talking about or the potential for surgery in the future to to maintain that leg, then maybe you take that into account and maybe say, we'll sign you to a six-year deal. And if you make it past that point, we'll give you this much. I don't know. Do you have any ideas or have you read or heard anything? No, but I, I did think of the Houston Chronicle headline, which is TK, Jeff Blum, and Julia got a contract and Carlos Correa doesn't. Something like that, right? Like, you know, yeah. we finally got our broadcast crew, but Correa is still flapping in the breeze. I don't know what the Houston Chronicle is doing over there. You know, I really don't. And I, and I think, I, I just think from a, from a, you know, a high level view, you're, you're spot on, right? I mean, this is what we see all the time. So it, it, we talked about average annual value. You've you brought up spot track a bunch of times, the players union, mm-hmm. and we, we kind of cover this stuff, hopefully at a high level enough for most listeners to understand. But I mean, if they're going to cut the contract in half, you don't know, maybe the average annual value goes up because there's less risk for like three or four or five years. But then as Carlos Correa watches, you know, Trey Turner and, you know, all the guys on the Padres, you know, Machado, and Tatis signing these big deals. Rafael Devers signed yesterday for $331 million. It's got to be, if you believe in yourself and you don't think there's a medical issue, you know, we're hemming and hawing over the kind of the insurance aspect of this contract. It's got to be tough to watch, you know, you know, Bogart signed for 290 and 300 and 330 and 311. And, you know, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. So maybe he's laying in bed, looking at the ceiling saying, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta do something, but I do think, you know, 
somewhere in there, right? Negotiations are always between two sides. They're going to find a spot where, you know, he's happy, they're happy. And maybe it ends up being another deal like the Minnesota deal where it's, you know, 40 million for one year with an option for another year. And then he opts out and then, you know, yeah, which, you know, the Jeff Blum, 14-year major leaguer, never signed a multi-year deal. Carlos yeah. Correa could just do the 35 million, 35 million, 40 million, and just keep like being the franchise mm-hmm. tagged guy in the NFL <laughs> and you, you know, make a living. But but that's not the way baseball typically works. And you do want some guaranteed money in there. So uh so it'll be interesting. But he probably takes less years with a higher average annual value, uh, unless mm-hmm. unless they can find a team that uh that isn't concerned about the medical. There, that that will be interesting, and you. I mean, I'm sure he hopes it's the Mets because Steve Cohen's the guy that opened up the purse strings. We're going to take a quick break from our Blue Wire pod for, for our Blue Wire Podcast Network sponsors. Stay with us. Couple of big items after we get back from the break. The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging with us through the uh, sponsorships from our Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can get to Tuttle on Instagram and on Twitter at RealDavidTuttle and, of course, myself at Blummer27 on both Instagram and on Twitter. And you can also find out uh, anything you want about the Bleacher Blums podcast at BleacherBlums.com. And you can go to our producer's uh, uh, website, CrushCityTees.com, because our boy Mark Ramos is a small business here in Houston who is getting a little bit bigger. He's moving into a new shop. We wish him all the luck. This is a great time for it too, man. New year, new Mark Ramos. Uh, hopefully everything goes well with him. <laughs> and uh, like Tuttle said, the, the big news other than Rafael Devers was a massive contract signing, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Let's be honest, dude. I love my job. I've been doing it for decades. So Julia Morales and I started this in 2013 together. So we've been working together for a decade. Uh, we needed to add one more piece. It was Todd Callis in 2017. And now we've got championships under our belts. We're collecting rings at a yearly rate. It's unbelievable. But for a brief moment, I was a free agent. We, you know, TK and I were free agents. And uh, I talked about going to the winter meetings. Uh, you know, I had a chance to connect with some people, but there was there there was a little bit of doubt, but there was never a doubt in my mind where I wanted to be. Obviously, Houston, my family, I've got triplets. I've got an older one in Arkansas. I'm going to be paying for college for the next four years. You know, I, the fan base has been fantastic to me. They listen to my podcast with me and David Tuttle. And uh, so we finally came to a contract agreement. 
And Tuttle, would you believe me if I told you that the delay was because of my physical physical uh, medical <laughs> reports? <laughs> hey, I've worked out with you a few times. I would believe that. No. Yeah, you but would. It's, no, it's all old injuries. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, it, it's oh, funny. Scar tissue's out of control. Yeah, there you go. But it's it's funny because it's you know it's from the neck above now. You know, it's from exactly. The neck That's up. my so, worth like, is right happened? here. You know, me 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 me. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, you had to go through the medical. They had to test you. They had a voice expert come in. You know, I, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> What's but, wrong uh, with this guy's larynx? Yeah, it's his larynx. It's, it's, it's abnormal. <laughs> he has some esophageal scarring. Boy, we could come up with a bunch of injuries, couldn't we? we really no, could. I, I mean. With with all that's happened in baseball, I would certainly believe that it could do. It had to do with your medical. I actually was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna blame TK and Julia, right? Like they wanted Jeff Blum to sign, but Julia and TK were holding out. You know, no, I'm like kidding. get somebody else. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody else, or or vice versa. Hey, I need you know, I need some. No, I, yeah. I think I think it's fantastic news. Obviously, I mean it's nice to be employed. Obviously, when you're uh, when you're trying to pay for college for four lovely ladies, but. Uh, <laughs> But I also believe that, um, you know, we've talked about this a little off offline, but, uh, you know, I mean, you guys are kind of a, I know you're not a package deal per se, and meaning we all want to, you know, kind of seek the the best mm-hmm. for our own families and, and ourselves. But, uh, you know, whether it's an Emmy, a local Emmy or not, it doesn't really matter. I think you guys have developed a good chemistry and we consistently talk about capturing the energy and, you know, chemistry and, you Love know, y- you mentioned it, right? The team, yeah. you got the team, yep. you guys got a good team, good thing going. Um, it's nice to realize, I know the Astros knew it, but, you know, AT&T Sports and everybody else, I, I think hopefully can appreciate what you guys bring to the table. And it's, uh, it's fantastic news. So kudos. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm obviously excited about it. And it was, this is probably something that you won't hear out in the public. If you're listening to the Bleacher Blumps podcast, you will hear this firsthand. It was a choice to come back to the Astros. Um, Awesome. You know, being here for being here for a decade, getting the exposure because the team's good, we're good. You know, I have a tendency to pop off every once in a while and say something ludicrous, but there, there, there was an opportunity out there. But my my heart, my choice were obviously to come back to Houston for obvious reasons. My extended family, obviously, my family's here. But like like uh, Tuttle just said, TK Julia are my extended family. The Astros are my extended family, and of course. Uh, the social media following and everybody that listens to this podcast is obviously uh, a part of that extended family too. But there was a, somebody was dangling a piece of fruit in front of me and uh, I opted out and opted to come back to Houston. So that that was probably the most fun is to get that contract done. And uh, I look forward to it. It's crazy to think about. I grew up in LA. You grew up in Northern California. You talk about Kruko and Kuiper uh, for the Giants and there's other voices around there. But I was, you know, I grew up with Vin Scully and Chick Hearn for the New York, for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I want to work to be, I, I, now that I've been here for a decade, it's, I want to work to be that, not to that caliber, because those guys are like next stratosphere. Yeah. But just to be somebody that's a comfortable voice during an Astros broadcast means a lot to me right now. And I think that's kind of my goal right now is to work towards maintaining that. Yeah, and I think you're, you know, you're certainly well on your way. So, um, let me transition to what I had. You brought yes. up the New Year's issues, like New Year's resolutions and things like that. We don't. It's a New Year. We don't. Yeah, we, you know, and then they just fall by the wayside. But I do have a oh, friend man. who does a word of the year, and it, and the reason I'm jumping into it now is because you just Ooh. said choice. So I think your word of the year could be choice. But let me read a couple of things. There's a couple of paragraphs on here. Bring it. So dude. my friend, I love this. She, 
she sends this email every year, but at, um, at a dinner party over a decade ago, we're all lamenting the tradition of New Year's resolutions, which, you know, Blum and I have lamented on this podcast, especially <laughs> yes. when you're with your friends and your family. All right, what's your, you know, what are your five resolutions? You're like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to, you know, leap tall buildings and, you know, in a single <laughs> bound. Um, We've all had them or attempted a list, but we never managed to fulfill them and it made us feel bad. So we scrapped the whole idea. Instead, we each came up with a single word that would set the tone for the year to come. It could be anything. It just had to inspire you. The idea is that this is your word for the whole year, a singular rallying cry, intention, reminder, kick in the pants, inspiring thought, use it however you like, live, live it for the year and see how you feel. Now, my friend, uh, she's great, but she sent this and said her her word last year was gratitude. Um, mm-hmm. Her word for this year is now. And just when you were talking and you said choice, hey, you know, uh, listeners out there, this is a choice. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I don't have a word for the year yet. You know, we're here mm-hmm. in the first week. But choice is, you know, certainly um, something to put in your, you know, your final thoughts, right? And some of the words that have we've used in the past or that have been, you know, through this kind of, uh, I guess this discussion are mm-hmm. words that you would expect, right? Hope, peace, gratitude, mindfulness, balance, fearless, faith, health, forgiveness. Anyway, so right. why don't we encourage the listeners what I was thinking uh, and, I, and a blummer, maybe next time we come up with a word as well. If your word's not choice, we'll give you some time to think about it since mm-hmm. I don't even have a word. So we should all take a week to think about it. And next like time that. we're on the podcast, we'll- great uh, idea. Yeah, we'll share a word and maybe uh, maybe some of the listeners as well. Uh, Ramos can come up with a word and uh, and you guys can get at us uh, at bleacherblums.com. There's an email Great there. Idea. Great idea. And uh, yeah, put it in the mailbag and we'll, uh, we'll read out some of the words of the year and hopefully it can be inspiring. And uh, we'll start a tradition on the podcast as well, like my friend had started before. But it was it's amazing because I, I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about that as much. But uh, when you said... You wanted to let the fans know that it was a choice for you to be here. I think, you know, it's a choice for for us all. And, you know, it's a choice for us to be here on the podcast. And, you know, I'm enjoying it. And, uh, you know, another year ahead. And uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So, Happy New Year, Blum. And let's come up with a good word. I like it. Yeah. Good word. That's the, that's the key to today's uh, podcast is find that word and we will talk about it next podcast to find that, uh, find that word and make it the intention of the season. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Tuttle, man, another great podcast. You know, the, again, I don't know if fans really understand this, but we, we have, we have ideas. We don't have outlines. We don't have an uh, algorithm. We don't, we don't, it's just two dudes talking about sports and what impacts us. And I think it, it, you know, it comes out with our intention to entertain and give you some more insight. And today was a great podcast. Uh, I, I enjoyed it and hopefully everybody else enjoys it. Tuttle, you're a good dude. Happy new year to you. Happy new year to you and your family, everybody else's family out there too. Find that word that's going to inspire you for the rest of these rest of this year because 2023 is going to be another great year. We're going to be here in the bleachers. And of course, at the end of every podcast, we like to thank the military, both home and abroad, and those who have served in the past. Pay the ultimate sacrifice. We appreciate you. Love you. Uh, continue the hard work. All of the, uh, you know, all of the EMTs, police, uh, doctors, ERs, everybody that is there at a moment's notice to, to, 
to protect us and bring life. We appreciate you, especially those on that NFL field on Monday night out there in uh, in Cincinnati. We appreciate you, all of the uh, essential workers out there stocking shelves and and working through pandemics and things of that nature, and also the teachers who are getting back into school. We appreciate you and everything you've uh, you've given our kids and all the support that you've given. I am a Tuttle. I believe you are too. This is the last semester of senior year for my triplets and I believe your oldest son, correct? Correcto. So this is a, this is a big, a big, uh, big, yeah. what, the graduate in May, so big five months, yeah. but uh, we appreciate you and total great job on the pod. And I'm going to let you close this thing out again, man. You're our closer. Thanks, Blumber. You're in, you're inspirational in a couple of ways. Uh, mainly, like I said, it's a cluster when I travel, and this time I'm like, you know what? I'm doing you the podcast. Crushed it, dude. No, I said I'm going. I'm doing the podcast on vacation, so it's the preparation thing. I'm like, look, I brought my microphone, got some Wi-Fi set up, and uh, <laughs> I, hey, I'll I'll do podcasts on vacation forever. Now I got I just have to be uh, more prepared. The old Boy Scout motto: Be prepared. Uh, speaking yep. of being prepared, if you're over the age of 45, don't forget to, to get screened for colorectal cancer. And as always, we encourage you on this podcast to not only think of a word of the year, but we encourage you to get after it and believe it. Believe it. We'll see you. See you.